Third week of Advent, Gospel is again from the Gospel of Luke. When all the people asked John, what must we do? He answered, if anyone has two tunics, he must share with the person who has none. And the one with something to eat must do the same. There were tax collectors too, who came for baptism. And they said to him, master, what must we do? He said to them, exact no more than your rate. Some soldiers asked him in their turn, what about us? What must we do? He said to them, no intimidation, no extortion, be content with your pay. A feeling of expectancy had grown among the people who were beginning to think that John might be the Christ. And so John declared before them all, I baptize you with water, but someone is coming, someone who is more powerful than I am, and I am not fit to undo the strap of his sandals. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn. But the chaff he will burn in a fire that will never go out. As well as this, there were many other things he said to exhort the people and to announce the good news to them. The world that Jesus was born into was perhaps as discontented and made dysfunctional by institutional injustice as any. The times of optimism and boundless hope were few and short-lived. The election of a Kennedy or an Obama, the fall of the Berlin Wall, the heady days of the political revolution inspired by ideals, or the immediate aftermath of a war wedding days. All new beginnings are occasions to believe the impossible, to hope, and to forget how all previous such hopes were disappointed. It is the poor who buy lottery tickets. Social sins, such as we have embedded in our financial systems, that send luxury house prices rocketing while increasing numbers even in affluent societies, could barely house and feed their families. These sins drain the spirit and disempower the will. They lead to resentment and upheaval. And in such despair, the people came out to John to asking simply, what shall we do? John the Baptist is Advent, actively waiting for the Messiah. In response to the people's question, he confronts the injustices and the social sins of his time that oppressed the lives, but also drained the souls of those who came out to the desert to hear him. They wondered about him, hoping that he might be the savior who will right all wrongs and reestablish the order of justice. The unhappy are always looking for a Messiah. He is not, nor is, as a, sorry, he is not a social revolutionary. He is not the Messiah. 
He tells the tax collectors not to extract more than their due and soldiers not to use their power to exploit and intimidate. How many societies today, rife with corruption in politics, judiciary and police, could he not have said this to? It is the bare minimum for justice, human decency, fairness. But it cannot be separated from the spiritual dimension, as St. Oscar Romero came to understand. Nor can we draw a red line between our meditation and the way we live, or vote, or spend our disposable income, and relate to the social responsibilities of our time. I once gave a retreat to priests in the Philippines, in a very poor and remote part of the country. The seminary where we gathered was as minimal as many of the homes of the people in the area and the priests who served them. I remember the sink in my bedroom fell off the wall when I touched it and I felt bad about causing them more expense. As I spoke individually with many of the priests, I realised what true servants of the people they were, caring deeply for their material rights and needs, defending their dignity, as well as nourishing their religious and spiritual lives and faith. On a visit once to Venezuela, I met a smart young businessman. He travelled frequently to the US to arrange the flow of luxury items back to customers at home who had the money to pay. Most people at that time, even then, scraped and struggled humiliatingly for bare necessities. What disturbed me more, though, was his blank refusal to discuss the social situation or politics at all. This was the public sphere, and he had enough to do in his own private world. When I pushed him on this, he justified his attitude by saying of all the politicians, they're all the same. But it was the logic of the jungle, badly wrapped. When Jesus finally appears on the scene, he will be like John, a prophet, excoriating injustice, defending the defenseless, passionate for justice. This may have been the actual cause of his downfall more than his truly revolutionary spiritual revelation. But he will be more than a prophet. His word, his message, his impact, will show humanity a radical new social system, attuned to the presence of God in all things, the reign of God, the kingdom of God. This alignment of the inner and outer worlds harmonizing the political and the mystical, he calls the kingdom. To hear this, to listen, to wait, and to pray, and to stay awake, is to be baptized with the spirit and fire. And the proof of it is that it will burn us. <laughs>